But with FBM, however, as soon as it sells, which could be that very same day if you listed it, you now can go get more and replant it faster. So things sell a little bit faster, or at least they feel like they are. And not only that, I feel like you get your money a little bit faster. Hi, and welcome to Your Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Kirk, aka Your Selling Guide. I'm a small town girl who took a big risk and quit a steady corporate desk job to travel the US in an RV. Along the way, I started selling on Amazon, grew a seven-figure business, visited all the lower 48 states, bought a farm, and today I am still doing what I love to do, selling on Amazon while helping other sellers do it too. Each week, I will share Amazon tips and tricks and bring in guests to share their stories, expertise, and tips on the platforms that they use. Think of this as a sit down with your Amazon bestie where you can learn, ask, start, and grow your online selling business. Welcome to Your Selling Pod. Today we are continuing with our Q4 prep series and I'm going to be covering FBM in this episode. Now, before I get into that, this week is a very special week because the Q4 group is officially open. The doors opened on Sunday. That means it's open right now to join if you want to be part of this really awesome community of sellers for the whole entire rest of the year, all of Q4. Now, this year I opened it a little bit early because normally, you know, Q4 is October, November, December. However, there's a lot of prep and lead up and sourcing specifically for Halloween that happens in September. So I opened it a month early. So instead of three months, you're getting four full months of Q4 fun. And we are going to be talking about all the different things. So in September, we're going to be going over like all your basic questions of like specific things that you want to know, questions you have about Q4. So how are we going to start sourcing for Halloween? What's the whole Q4 process going to look like? I have live hangouts in there twice a month, every month. So that means you're getting eight live hangouts with me and the rest of the group where you can ask any and all questions or just sit back and listen to it. They are recorded on Zoom, so you will have access to them if for whatever reason you're not able to make it, but I spread them out throughout the month on different days so that hopefully you can make one of the lives because they really are so informational. So I stress the part of the community the most because that is actually the most helpful, but of course there's bolos, right? That's like you want to know what is everyone else selling right now and what should you be looking for? What are those chase items that everyone is hot right now and so you can go look for them? The bolo list is so helpful, not only just the straight bolos that you're getting from the list, but all those branch bolos. Maybe there's a store you never thought about, a brand you never thought about, a category you never thought about, and you literally wouldn't think of it without the bolo group. It is so profitable for you and your Amazon business. All of your different tools and softwares, including this Bolo group, are a tax deductible. So save the receipt you're going to get and write it off on your taxes. I promise you, you're going to profit and learn so much just by joining this group. So doors are open. The doors close on September 18th or when we hit 200 members. So I don't know when they're actually going to close, but it might be open all the way till September 18th. So definitely join today and let's get to sourcing, talking, and make the most of this Q4. Okay, don't hate me. I have one other really cool announcement. I'm so excited because I just started it. So you can actually text me now. So here's the phone number. I'll drop it in the show notes. But if you want to text me, you can actually text me right on my phone. It's really me answering. I go through them every day and just respond. And I have a lot of Q4 stuff coming up, but like anytime there's anything going on, I'm gonna be texting y'all to let you know. So the phone number to text me at is 
503-461-5985. Again, that's 503-461-5985. And again, you're texting me. It's right on my phone and we can chat about Amazon and anything that's going on. It's brand new. I just started it. So I'm really excited to grow it and I'll let you know any new things that come that way. Okay, jumping into Q4 and FBM. By now, hopefully you know what Q4 is, but just so if this is the first podcast you're listening to because you're interested in FBM and you just clicked on it. So Q4 is, again, that holiday time period. It's a retail calendar, fiscal calendar, so fourth quarter, which consists of October, November, and December. Now, there's different businesses that run different fiscal. Like I've worked at a company where they go April to whatever, March fiscal. I'm talking most of the people, especially us, because we most likely do our taxes on the fiscal year, the calendar year. So anyways, October, November, December is fiscal Q4. It's also when I want to say every seller on Amazon does the majority of their business. Now, I don't know. There's probably other sellers who do really good in the summer because that's their product, whatever. But most retail arbitrage sellers, I would say, all do their best during Q4 because it's when everyone is shopping everywhere, but especially on Amazon. And they're shopping for everything. So not just toys, not just holiday items. They're buying deodorant. They're buying chapstick, toothpaste. They're buying everything, kitchen stuff, hardware stuff, everything. They're just adding stuff to their carts. And so you are going to make a lot of money and a lot of profit during Q4 if you've got your Amazon storefront fully stocked. I've got past episodes going over Q4 tips and tricks. And the one thing I want to drive is that you want to make sure you have as much inventory as possible, as much as your capital allows, because everything's going to sell. That stuff is going to fly off your shelves. And if you don't have enough, you're going to sell out pretty early during Q4. So definitely stock those shelves. Now, I want to dive into FBM specifically because FBM can be hugely profitable in its own right. Now, Honestly, I would say the best strategy is to do a mix of both FBM and FBA because you want to have a lot of stock in Amazon. And honestly, unless you live in a huge warehouse, you probably don't have a lot of room in your home to hold everything. So I'm going to go over what items you do want to FBM. And I would say the rest of it, just go ahead and send it FBA. So now you all know I love Sellerboard. They are a sponsor and partner on this podcast. They are how I really see my true profit of what is making money. In fact, I went sourcing yesterday and I saw some items that I could replund. And I said, hey, okay, wait a second. Like I'm not totally up on what everything sold. So let me jump into Sellerboard app and see, was I making good profit? And was it selling at a price that I want to sell it at now? So I literally use it throughout the week to see my profit, but also make decisions on what I want to replant and what is actually making money. So with FBM specifically, it shows you the shipping cost. So after you buy your label through Amazon, which I recommend, and I'll get into that in a second, but after you buy your shipping label, it actually sends that cost into seller board. Sometimes it takes 24 hours for it to populate there, but now you can really see if it's making you money after shipping is all said and done, because I'm sure you know that seeing all those numbers in Amazon directly is not super easy. You got to do all this different math where Sellerboard makes it so easy. It's all right there for you to see. I'm sure you've also heard me say this before, but I, I sold some cold medicine earlier in 2023 and I thought it was making money, but after the shipping cost was said and done, I made 25 cents. So I used Sellerboard to see that. And so I said, you know what? I'm not going to replan that. 
So I'm going to show you something if you're watching this on YouTube, but if not, don't worry, I'll walk you through it and talk you through it. But it is my most profitable items from last Q4. It's the top 10. So on this, you're seeing that actually I only FBM'd two of those products. But when you look at the total profit, it's 85% of my total profit came from those two FBM items. Now, the reason I had to FBM the first item is because it's that toy bundle I made. And I made a ton of profit on that bundle, but because it was hazmat, I couldn't send it into Amazon. I made the bundle. I bought the stuff at retail, so I don't have all those documents that Amazon's going to need in order to bypass the hazmat and send it FBA. So it wasn't an option. So instead, I just FBM'd it. It's a large toy, but it was super easy to FBM. It only cost $13 to ship, and I was selling it for $159. I got it for $60, so I was making a lot of profit on that item. And if I had been too scared to FBM, well, that's almost $12,000 of profit that I would have lost from being too scared. Now, Becky said it best a couple of weeks ago where she said, you're probably scared to start selling on Amazon. So don't let being scared of FBM stop you. Jump into it, you guys. You really are going to love it when you do it. Q4 is here. It is the best time of the year as an Amazon seller, but if you don't know what's going on with your profits, your money, your business, do you really know if that business and product is making any money? This is why I love Sellerboard and why I've partnered with them on the Your Selling Podcast. Sellerboard truly is the best way for an Amazon seller to see their true business, how much profit you're making on a product, and better yet, why I love it, it forecasts out your total sales for the month and you can see by quarter, by month, or by an entire year, how much money your items are making you. We all know different things come up in Amazon business from returns to various Amazon fees. All of it is broken down in Sellerboard because like I've said, if you don't know your business numbers, you don't know what's going on. And as new small business owners, we often, that's the area that gets fallen behind because we truly don't totally understand it. So why not use this software to fully understand what's going on? Sellerboard is offering my listeners two months free, no credit card required. All you got to do is head to yoursellingguide.com slash sellerboardprofit and sign up. Again, you just log into your Amazon account in Sellerboard and everything is pulled over, including all your past items you've ever had. Enter in your cost of goods and finally you will see the true profit picture of what's going on in your business. Again, try it two months free at yoursellingguide.com slash sellerboardprofit and really understand your business this Q4. So what do I look for in a FBM item? If you've never done it before, what I would suggest looking for is something small and lightweight that fits in a padded envelope. Maybe you've heard me talk about napkins. Napkins really do sell well in Q4, starting with Halloween, then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas napkins. They are super lightweight. They fit in a padded envelope. They're probably going to cost you $3.50 to $4 to ship if you go USPS. So napkins are a great thing to start. But not only that, like you can get beauty items to ship. You can find, literally there's so much things that weigh less than a pound that would be actually just fine in a padded mailer. Now, if you're getting into heavier things, I wouldn't necessarily suggest a padded mailer because they can tend to get like hit and ripped and it, all different things, right? So maybe you want to box it. We are talking Q4. You want the customer, which maybe this thing is a gift to get it in nice, new, pristine condition. 
But if it fits in that padded mailer, that padded mailer is not going to add a whole lot of weight to the item. So it'll continue to be under a pound, which puts it in that cheaper shipping bracket. I actually buy a lot of boxes from Uline now. So I've got like a four by four by four, four by four by six, four by four by eight. So those fit the things that, you know, taller shampoos or lotions and the taller ones, coffee cups, mugs, all that kind of stuff will fit in those boxes. And if the item is lightweight, the box is also lightweight. So again, you can ship it in a box and it's still under a pound. So look for those items that are easy to ship. It's going to be put it in a box, slap a label on it. You're good to go. The other cool thing about FBM is that if you can easily go get more of it. So like I sold a lot of cough drops earlier in the year and I could easily go grab more at any Walmart. So I bought like a smaller amount to start with. And as soon as they sold, I went and got like, I literally cleared an end cap. I went and got them all. I could put two to three, depending on the bundle I was selling, into a small padded mailer. And again, they were lightweight enough that they were still under a pound. So those easy replens, what happens is if you send stuff in FBA, it takes a while to move around the warehouse, right? You got to pack it up. You got to ship it. It's got to get to the warehouse. Then it moves around to the other warehouses, what is called FC transfer. But with FBM, however, as soon as it sells, which could be that very same day if you listed it, you now can go get more and replen it faster. So things sell a little bit faster, or at least they feel like they are. And not only that, I feel like you get your money a little bit faster. Now, it may not totally be the case because the way it works is the same. So if you don't know how the way the Amazon payouts work, it's once the customer gets the item that they ordered, you get that money into your available balance seven days after it has delivered. So if something delivers on a Monday, you get your money in your balance the following Monday. If you can deliver your items a little bit faster than maybe Amazon will because it's stuck in FT transfer or whatever, that means you made a sale today, you can get your money pretty quickly as soon as they get it. But if it's FBA, it might be again transferring around and it might not even ship to the customer for two weeks, even though you sold it, you know, at that point, what, three weeks ago. So it does feel like you're getting paid a little bit faster. Here's the things about Q4 though, specifically for FBM. You can make more sales by being able to purchase the items and sell them for longer. So for example, you need to send all your stuff that is Christmas specific to the warehouse by December 1st. Like you need to get it out your door because it needs to get to the warehouse, do all its stuff and be able to sell and get to the customer before Christmas. But with FBM, you can keep selling stuff as long as you can get it to them. So you, if you can get stuff to the customer in two or three days, you can sell all the way up until we're pretty much the week of Christmas. And the great thing is that that is when most customers buy. People, unfortunately, or fortunately for us, wait until the last minute to do their Christmas shopping. So that means the most heavy Christmas shopping weeks are actually the two weeks before Christmas where FBA, you've already had to source everything and send it, but with FBM, you can still keep shipping and sourcing and buying the stuff and selling it. Here's the thing with Halloween specifically. Now it's starting to hit the stores already, which is just crazy to me, but we don't necessarily know what's hot just yet. It might take until like the second week of October to know what that hot Halloween costume is. And you can no longer send it, right? Because for Halloween, again, October 1st, you really have to cut off what you're sending to the warehouse because, again, it needs to get to the customer in time for Halloween, right? Or they're probably just going to return it. But if you don't know what's hot yet, then you're not going to be able to send it in and you're going to miss out on all those sales or you could FBM it. 
So to FBM a Halloween costume, all I would do was put it in a giant poly mailer. So they just look like poly bags, only they're opaque. They're probably the things that Amazon ships you your stuff in all the time. You can get them on Amazon. That's where I get them. Or you can probably get them from Uline. You just want to put it in a big pot poly mailer because it's already soft, right? It's clothing. So it's going to be just fine in a poly mailer. And that's how I would ship them. The other thing why FBM is better during Q4 is because those items that Amazon temporarily sells out of, you can actually sell for more and make a lot of profit. But that time gap when Amazon sold out might be a couple days, might be a week. And so if you're going to FBA, you're missing out on that ability because you can't get stuff into the warehouse in time before Amazon gets back in stock. Now, if you're watching this again on YouTube or if you're listening, you can go over to YouTube and check it out there later. But I'm going to show you my shipping template. And this is the free one and I use it the most often. So you wanna make sure you're buffering in the cost because it's free shipping to the customer, which makes them more likely to buy it, right? Anytime they're gonna have to pay for shipping, they maybe won't buy it unless they need it sooner and we'll cover that. If you can offer freight, that doesn't mean you need to. If something's heavy or it, it won't make profit unless you charge for shipping, then totally test it out. Make multiple shipping templates. I think you can have up to 20, I can't remember, but you can have a lot of shipping templates. So make a bunch, make whatever you think you need it. Make them item specific, whatever you need. I have one that is for that bundle I made. It's a ground only because I'm not shipping that thing overnight at my expense. So I have a ground only free shipping and then I charge a lot for expedited shipping. So on this, episode, I'm going to walk you through just the free one because I think that is the best one to start out with. Again, make sure you're buffering in that cost. At the very most, buffer in $6 for an item that is under a pound, lightweight, fits in a padded envelope. You won't be paying more than $6, most likely. Things change all the time. Shipping changes. Rates go up during Q4. But you should be good if you buffer in $6 and you might actually make a couple dollars on shipping. So in your Amazon Seller Central, you want to navigate over to your settings and then shipping settings. And your shipping templates are going to pop up right there. Now, if you've never done it before, Amazon has like a mitigated template, I think it's called, or like, I, I don't even know, migrate. I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but they have a template. Make your own. So this is my free lightweight shipping template. You can see it's got free economy for all of the like lower 48 states. And my transit time, now these are things that you can pick and adjust. So I have my transit time as three to five days, free shipping, $0 an order, $0 a pound. And then I have my standard shipping. Now what the customer doesn't realize, on Amazon, they're gonna see a date, right? It's gonna be a date that they might get it and it's based off of my handling time, which I have set to one day. You can set it to two days if you want. It gives you more time to ship. Or you can do same day. I've never done same day. I don't plan to do same day. One day is, you know, good for me. What one day means is I have to pack up everything today that I sold yesterday. What two day means is that you, everything I sold yesterday, I could send it today or I could send it tomorrow and still be within my time frame. But how it looks on Amazon is it adds up all of those days. And so you have your transit time, your handling time, and that gives the customer a date range of when they might expect to get the product. Now with standard and expedited, it's gonna say, hey, there's another option. I'm sure you've seen this on Amazon. You can get it faster, get it by these days, right? And when they click through to that, it's gonna tell them how much it might cost them to get it faster. So on my transit times for standard shipping, since I'm in Oklahoma, shipping from Oklahoma, I have one to two days because obviously things get there faster, right? The rest of the US, two to three days, and then Alaska and Hawaii, five to eight days. Make sure you check off 
Puerto Rico, if you're not ready to send it to Puerto Rico or APO, FPO, sometimes those can cost more money. So if this is brand new to you, I would suggest checking those off. Then standard rate, you have to have all of the shipping fees the same. So right now I have mine set at $6.99 per order, $0.99 cents per pound, and they all have to match. However, I'm going to increase this to $9.99 per order plus $0.99 cents a pound as we get into Q4. Now, what happens is the customer thinks they're going to get it faster, but they're just really paying for shipping that I would have to pay. So I actually like when they pick standard because it means they're covering the cost of shipping and I'm making more profit. Then we have the expedited, again, transit time one to two days because this is faster. I do not do the overnight and the two day. I never do that. Even though they do sometimes go two day or three day, I don't add that to my shipping template. Now, when you're in your settings, there's going to be like a little toggle that you have to like toggle it off. When you first create a shipping template, I have an FBM 101 video on my Nikki Kirk YouTube channel. So definitely check it out. It's in my Q4 prep series. But on there, it's going to show you a little toggle that like just click it off. So it, what happens? It pops up and it's like, choose all the services you want to opt or just exit out of that thing. Because when you do that, it's going to force you to do two day and overnight and all that. And you don't want that. Believe me, I don't want it. I mean, maybe you want it. I don't want it. But so I don't recommend it. So transit time, one to two days, $13.99 per order plus $1.99 a pound. So that means if something weighs three pounds, Amazon's charging them $13.99 plus an additional $6 for shipping. I'm actually going to increase this probably to $19.99 per pound for Q4 specifically. You guys, you would not believe how many people actually pay that for shipping and it covers the shipping. And you, sometimes you make a couple dollars on the shipping, which is not my goal ever, but it's nice, right? So that's how I would recommend setting up your free shipping. Now, if something goes wrong, you placed an order. Also, when you're starting FBM, just list one item. Don't go crazy and list 100 items. Like list one, see how much it ends up costing to shipping and then going from there. You can adjust again, you can adjust or make new templates anytime you need to. So if you sold something and you're like, what the heck, that cost $14 a ship. I was not expecting that. Either stop shipping it, stop selling it, I mean, or adjust your shipping template. Maybe it's no longer free. Maybe you're charging $10 because you'll eat $4 of the profit or the, I'm sorry, the shipping cost because you were already going to eat some of it anyways, right? So just adjust the template for that item. Make another template if you have to, whatever it is, but don't, definitely, I would not recommend canceling order because if you cancel an order and you're not doing a whole lot of FBM orders, and I mean a whole lot of FBM orders, it'll set your percentage of like order cancellation out of whack. And so you'll see that very annoying bar on Amazon that's like, you're at risk of deactivation. It does it on a rolling process, so it'll go away after a week or two, but it's never nice to see that, especially during Q4 when you're already stressed, right? So definitely don't cancel an order, eat that cost, use it as a learning experience, and continue on. If you make a mistake, congratulations, you have learned something. Everyone makes a mistake. I have definitely made mistakes, multiple mistakes, but you learn something from those mistakes. So definitely don't freak out and give up on it because you made one mistake. That is not what you want to do. You want to make profit, right? That's why you started your Amazon business. So learn from your mistakes and continue on. Other reasons you want to FBM. Again, I said you could get more of it if it happens, right? Or if something happens, it gets hit with a toy compliance document, um, 
I don't know, whatever could happen, Amazon jumps on the listing, you could just easily return it to the store. For TJ Maxx and Marshalls, things that have the stickers on it, all these, I usually just leave the stickers on until they ship just so that you can return it if you have to, right? If you take the labels off, it's not impossible, but it's just a little more hard to return. So you can return stuff to the store within their return time. People are so crazy. They always comment, why are you returning stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm returning stuff because I'm not trying to lose money on my business. The store has a policy that allows me to return it. I'm going to use that policy. So anyways, I return stuff that doesn't sell or something happens and still within the store's policy of allowing it. Again, I covered how it kind of feels like you make that profit faster. It definitely feels like you're making more profit because you can go get more of it because you see that it's selling right now. And so you can be like, squeak, go get more, replen, replen, replen. That's all Q4 is, is a race around your area replenning. I talked about the holiday cutoff times, right? So you with FBA, you kind of are cut off from a certain point in time because your items most likely, or it's a risk, that they will not be able to sell and get to the customer before the specific holiday. Now that's just holiday specific stuff. Toys sell year round, uh, kitchen stuff sells year round. So unless it's like got a Christmas motif or a Christmas candy on it, it's probably safe to send in FBA because it's gonna keep selling year round. The other thing is that multiple. So multiple season doesn't end until October 15th, which means you're not gonna be able to send any candy in FBA, but you can ship it FBM with like ice packs or whatever you need to get it to the customer without melting and make a lot of profit. Because here's the thing that FBM is better than FBA for this specific reason, the fees. You don't have to pay that hefty pick and pack fee of doing FBA. So some items, it actually makes more profit to go ahead and list them FBM because you're only paying the referral fee, that smaller percentage of a fee versus the whole referral fee plus the pick and pack fee with FBA. And then again, there's things like hazmat items. So like I said, my toy bundle was a hazmat item. So I couldn't send it FBA. I had to FBM it. So those different things are going to pop up, which make FBM a great way to go. Now I get all of my supplies for FBM either on Amazon or Uline or just from Walmart. So Walmart has boxes. We all know the FBA shipping boxes, right? The moving boxes, small, medium, large, green, red, blue. That's not the ones you want to use for FBM because what happens sometimes is if a customer for whatever reason should contact Amazon about an order and they happen to mention it came in a box from Walmart, Amazon's going to assume that you are drop shipping from Walmart, which is not allowed. Drop shipping is not allowed on Amazon, so it could get your account deactivated. But the smaller boxes from Walmart, the shipping specific boxes, they're plain. They have like blue writing that says pen and gear. It does say Walmart small on it, but it's not a big deal. It's clearly a shipping box. Those are perfectly fine to use. And that's what I would suggest starting with. If you happen to get like 10 to 15 of an item that is an odd shape and you need a better fitting box, go ahead and measure it and then order the box from Uline. You can order boxes from Uline. They have to be in increments of 25, but honestly, they go real fast during Q4. So I would go ahead and stock up. I actually just got my massive Q4 box order uh, from Uline. It's sitting outside. I got to clean out where my boxes go and add them into there and get situated and ready for Q4. You can get free boxes from UPS. You create a free UPS business account. And once you've got it activated, sometimes you do need to call to get it fully activated. You can order supplies from UPS. 
they have thermal labels. If you use a thermal shipping printer, you can get free thermal labels for shipping labels and you can get free security boxes. From the post office, you can get the free priority padded mailers. So I'm not sure the current rate, it's at the moment 840, but it's probably gonna adjust and go up for Q4, but let's just call it $9. So you can you know that if something fits in that padded mailer, it's gonna be $9 to ship. Now you know your specific rate, right? You can get the plain, not the flat rate shipping boxes unless you want flat rate, but the plain, like, the, sorry, they're not plain. They're priority shipping boxes, but they are not flat rate. From there, you can ship anything that's going priority mail in that box. So now you've got a free box. Again, I just want to reiterate, it's not the flat rate. So that's different. Flat rate has a flat rate that goes with that box, which is another option. If you know something fits in that box and it's heavy, that's a great way to go. But there's other boxes that are just plain priority boxes. If something happens and someone wants to return something, Amazon almost always auto authorizes it. Do not refund that customer until you get the item back in hand. Because what happens is most of the time they don't actually send it. I've got a couple authorized that are weeks old and they're about to drop off because they drop off after a certain point. But the customer never sent them back. So I'm going to get my money back. It's in limbo right now. But I'll get that money back because they never sent it back. So wait till you get the item back in hand before you refund them. There is some first scan, like refund at first scan that happens. So it's usually specific reasons the customer gave for the return. Like maybe they said it's the wrong item or whatever. Even though it wasn't. I don't know. Customers are crazy, especially during Q4. But sometimes they auto refund it. So when I get it back, I just check to see if it was refunded already. If it was cool, whatever I relist, whatever. Now, if you get a customer, like I said, customers are crazy that if you get a not so great customer that is saying something was damaged or arrived, you know, ripped, they come out of the woodwork this time of year. If that should happen, ask them for photos. I typically will say, and I have different templates I use for different reasons. So I say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened. Can you please send me photos of the damage so that I can take it up with the carrier? So you're not blaming the customer really, but you are asking for those photos. If they fail to send you photos, like you've done your response, they clearly are a shady customer. And so like you, you can just kind of move on from that conversation. When you do get a customer message and it has a customer order number attached to it, that is your customer. And so you do need to respond to them. So just respond to them. A lot of times they'll say it never arrived. I have a template again, that's like, here's your options. You can do an A to Z claim with Amazon, which if they do that route, you are not dinged for that because the carrier has not delivered it and Amazon puts that back on the carrier. So you'll get your money back, the buyer get their money back and Amazon gets their money from the carrier. So I have one that says that, or I say you can, you know, call UPS, USPS, whoever it was, and like do a claim that way. Most of the time they just go through Amazon A to Z, which is what I want them to do and tell them that the customer um, damaged. And I have like a whole link I send. If you go look up on Amazon A to Z, like you'll see, it tells you go to your order. Da, da, da. It tells the customer what to do. I just send that link with it. If you get a customer message and it's less than nice and you are not in a good mood, just take a second, take a breather, because you do always want to be professional and come back to that message later. You have 24 hours that you have to respond to messages. But if you're just like not in the mood, maybe you were in the stores and everyone was just being nasty in the stores. It's Q4. It happens. So just take a second. But 
I recommend having different responses ready. If you're in the Q4 group or any of my groups, go ahead and ask and we'll tell you. I'm more than happy to share my responses of what I post to people because things happen. If you get a customer return and you're in the Q4 group, just ask like, hey, this happened. What do I do? And people will tell you. I'll like recommend like what I would do in that situation. That's why being in a community is super helpful. So definitely things happen and come up. But if you're not in a great mood, just maybe take a moment before you respond because you do want to be professional for running a business, right? That is it for this episode. Let me know if you are FBMing this year, if it's your first time, or maybe you're like, Nikki, I'm going to try FBA because I only FBM. Like whatever it is, let me know in the comments on YouTube or come over and hang out on Your Selling Guide on Instagram and let's chat there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until next week, happy sourcing.